Hey guys, surprise, it's not Casey here, it's Liat. Every now and then, I get up on here in this space because I wanted to tell you about something. Something that I am really proud of because when I was studying, I would have loved what I'm about to tell you. I don't know if you've been on our website lately, but we have the most badass mock exams. I'm always telling students to expose yourself to as many questions as possible when it comes to studying, right? Because every question that you get right, you'll look at your feedback because our mocks have amazing feedback and you will make sure you get it right again. And I promise you will always be learning something from our feedback because we will be telling you why it's the answer it is and why it's not the other three answer choices. Also, when you get something wrong, that's a learning opportunity. That's something you're not gonna get wrong again when it comes to the test. So coming into contact with as many mocks as possible is the tip that I could give you. We have such fun mocks from trending mock exam, talking about all the trends from the 90s. You know, the questions are related to slinkies, jinkos, tamagotchis. We have a diagnostic mock with 220 questions telling you what do you still need to study depending on which area of the task list. And once you figure that out or you're having a difficulty with one specific topic on the task list, we have many mocks for all the different areas, whether it's IOA or measurement or experimental designs, we have it all for you over on our website. Head over to Study Notes ABA and rock out with a mock out. Study Notes ABA, ABA in a little X rated way. It's behavior bitches. Hey guys, it's Liat and Casey. And we are here with episode 137. I have a good one today. Are you ready? Okay. Mm -hmm. Episode 137. Let's learn how to meal prep so we don't end up eating at 7-Eleven. Good one. Right? Alan loves That was a good one. I thought you were going to say like having your meals prepped is heaven because you always do heaven. I know, but I, I... I had a good one for this one. Oh, yeah. Alan said hot dog rollers. <laughs> oh, my. Do you, even, do you even have a 7-Eleven in New Hampshire? Um, yeah, I'm sure we do. Or you saw it on a movie. No, I think it's something similar. But anyways, <laughs> yes. Anyways, peanut butter and jelly. Time for our review of the day. Let's see what people, nice things people have to say about us. And by the way, if you have not left us a five-star review, what the hell are you doing? Go leave us a five-star review or no review at all. If you have something not nice to say, go ahead. Send it to us in an email. But leave that <laughs> at five stars. We take a lot of pride in it. Thanks. All right. All right. So today's review comes in from, if I could pronounce this or make a word or a name out of it, I would. But it's like- I think they if, type random letters. If it can if blah, 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 nine, seven, nine, six, nine. If that's you, you're hot. Okay. It says beyond yes. Casey and Liat bring joy back into this field. They broaden the focus of what is discussed and allow practitioners to see the potential of what ABA has to offer the world. Unapologetically, with a sense of humor and super interesting guests, you go babes. I love that. That was awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you. And this person uses exclamation points like me, like a lot. I I love it. I know. It's good. So... As always, you know, we promised we'd bring to you what behavioral concepts we will be covering probably and probably some more throughout the episode. But let me get the behavioral robot over here to tell you what we will be covering. 
Okay, behavioral robot here. We will be covering task analyses, technological of the seven dimensions, proactive approach, meaning antecedent approach, self-management, controlling verse, controlled response. I already said antecedent intervention, and now I said it again. High P, low P, behavioral momentum, and pairing. Okay, thank you so much for that, robot. Without further ado, I am so stoked to get in today's podcast. And today's guest, I actually, well, she actually had come to Dallas for an event. And if any of you guys know, I am not the best cook. And I know you guys have all followed that I got divorced in the past year. And that is the one thing that I have lost from my divorce is like cooked Wagyu every night for dinner. Um, and now I'm basically starved. And so uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm laughing because um, it's so true. <laughs> you went from eating eat Wagyu to um, like Morningstar. <laughs> for every meal. I know it's sad. Okay. So, but then when my friend was like, come to this event with me, blah, blah, blah. It's called Prep and Rally. I was like, dude, I'm not really like the cooking whatever. But I was like, okay, I'll go with you. So I went with her and this person who we have on our podcast today, who we're about to introduce, gave a cooking demonstration and was sharing all about her book she created and the premise behind it. And I finally felt like I too can eat normal food. And at least if it's not really for me, it's more the guilt I felt for Kobe that like he literally went from also being like formula fred with Wagyu mixed in it. I'm just kidding. It wasn't every night. It was just that my ex was a big fan of like Wagyu beef. I, I don't know. Anyways, but um, I was like, I too can cook something for myself. And so Casey, can you tell us a little bit about our guest? Yeah. So I was super jealous and had a lot of FOMO when Liat said she was going to this event because I actually love meal prepping and it's one of my favorite things to do on Sunday. And I stock my fridge and get all the things ready, but I never seem to utilize the things that I prep um, and I throw away a ton of shit. So anyways, I went to Texas and Liat was kind enough to get me the book. Um, so I have it, I've used it, I love it, and I can't wait to talk. So today's guest is Deanie Klein. Deanie lives in LA with her husband and three children. She is the founder of the meal prep service, Prep and Rally, and the author of the cookbook, Prep and Rally, which we are all holding in our hands right now. I know you might not be able to see it, but we are recording today. So anyways, Deanie, we're so pumped to have you. Welcome to the show. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. This is so much fun and you guys are awesome. I know we're going to have a good time. <laughs> we are. Well, I was so excited at the event. So everyone was getting their book signed after, which by the way, Case, I realized I did buy you a book, but I didn't get yours signed. Oh, snap. I, I didn't I want mean, to be seeing like, her in person but I was already, I, I didn't want to be like extra annoying getting like multiples. I actually bought more than two because I bought my mom one and I my sister, you. but I didn't like, I was like, I'm already being annoying. Like, you know me, I had to like insert myself in there being like, hey, listen, I like, I have this podcast. I actually think the audience, like you'd be perfect for it. Is there any way you would consider? So like, I, I got my one book signed and then like asked another favor, you know? Okay. So I, like, I would have like, signed all of your books and you were so sweet for coming over and introducing yourself. And I was so happy that we connected and that we get to do this. This is so awesome. Yeah, no, it's so cool. You guys so do that's why it. yours is not signed, Casey. I know. Usually I am like chutzpah, like, and I will ask, but <laughs> it's Liat's fault. I would have done it. Just so yeah. You know. Okay. Just it's so it's you on know. me. <laughs> All right. So, 
the reason why I'm like, before we even get into like how you started this and all that, I like was so excited to have you on this podcast because I like right before the show, Casey and I were actually like looking at the stats of our field um, of behavior analysis. It is made up of, if you look on like the, the on the BACB website, it's 85% women. Ages 25 through 44 make up 60% of our field. So, and that's not to say that there's not people like on either other end, but like one of the most common things we talk about in our field is burnout because we are servicing so many others and other people's families. And by the time you get home to your own kids, it's like, I'm, I'm dead. Like, honestly, like don't like talk to me. Like you've gotten a hot dog from the roller station at 7-Eleven, uh, if you're lucky. Exactly. Circling back to 7-Eleven <laughs> roller station. And so that's why when like I heard you that night that you had like figured out this whole way for people to be able to find a like a pragmatic solution for <laughs> meal prep, I was like, you have to come on. So with that, can you tell people a little bit about this book, Prep and Rally, and, and what you do and – hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, yeah. honestly, I started as a private chef in New York. I did that for eight years. That's really how I got started. Um, it was all very customized meals and kind of like what you said with, you know, the other people that, that follow you guys and um, your, your main audience is parents or, you know, busy individuals that are working, you know, have hectic days and then come home and it's like, oh God, now I have to feed myself, feed my family and do it fast. Right. And I would come home and I felt so stressed out. I didn't want to look at food or smell food or cook or stand on my feet anymore because I was just so exhausted from the day. So I needed to get creative and figure out how the heck I could feed my own family because everybody would ask my husband and my kids, oh, you probably eat so well. Your mom's a chef. And my kids are like, eh, we have pasta, right? Or like it was cereal last night. Like I was really slacking. Like the shoemaker's kids have no shoes. That was the case. Um, so I had to get creative and I would prep staple dishes on Sunday at the start of the week. It was like six or seven staple, simple things like a quinoa, a batch of roasted broccoli, um, roasted chicken, something very easy that I could just throw in the oven just to get things cooked and throw in my fridge. And then later in the week, I was able to just pull those out and quickly assemble them into quick and easy dinners Monday through Thursday. So the quinoa, broccoli and chicken was a grain bowl one day. And the broccoli and the chicken went into an egg roll with the dipping sauce the next day, right? So it was really getting creative and figuring out how to use those bulk items in different ways so we're not burnt out and sick of the same food because I could never eat the same thing every day. Uh, we're reducing food waste because you're using up everything you have. You're prepping it once so that you're not going to the grocery store more than once a week and you're not cooking really more than once a week. Everything is ready for you in your fridge. You're just doing quick light assembly or maybe something's marinating and you just have to grill it or maybe something, you know, just needs to be assembled or rolled into an egg roll. So it's really just getting creative. And with an art background and a fashion background, I love the idea of taking something that you already have and finding a new life for it and a new purpose and like mixing and matching and recreating it. So to me, that was super thrilling. And it was a way for me to be able to feed my own family while I was still working and busy. And I figured this could really help other busy families all around the world, right? Whether you have kids, no kids, working, not working, life is hectic. We all got to eat and we all want to do it quickly and easily. So I created a meal prep system and the prep and rally cookbook that essentially gets you out of the kitchen in minimal time while still getting dinner on the table all week long. 
boom. And and on top of it, I have to say, like when, and we'll tell you the exact format of it. And also, you'll have to get your own book to understand the total format. But it's it's it tells you exactly what you need to buy for each thing, and it tells you which things you should regularly have on hand in your pantry, and which things you should regularly have on hand in your fridge, and that alone, first of all, saved me money because I am notorious for buying the same shit at the store every time and throwing it away every time. Like I like I have my same things I buy. Like I buy the huge thing of spring mix, throw it away oh, full always. every time. Garbage. Sometimes not every even time. like unsealed. Yeah, it's always oh, it's set. <laughs> hey, the spring uh, mix. <laughs> that I would like always like add like tuna to my like and I don't think I've ever like like I, I don't remember the last time like I prepared like it was it was just like buying the same shit morning star every time and I like my fridge is like literally like overflowing with these things and it like what do I do and, with it and none of them go together was the problem like I, or at least in my head I'm like okay I have all these things but like nothing to do with them and so that was number one so I felt like like I mean I I, I did see like I was like oh my god my groceries were so low this week it also. Allowed you to eat well or save a lot of time, time, that money, sanity. I mean, that's what it's all about. And it's like, okay, a, yeah, so, yeah, exactly. So, like, it, it saved money, but it also, I mean, the amount of guilt that I carry, I don't know if it's just like a mom guilt that you just, of like, my poor kid cannot have cottage cheese for one more meal. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, it really is amazing. So, yeah, everyone. Yeah. And then the fact that you come home from carpool when I don't know about your families, but my house is a literal shit show when we get home from school. Like you walk through the door, everyone's like hyper and wild. It goes from like wild, hyper crazy to like fetchy tired. I'm starving like so fast. And if I don't have dinner ready, all hell breaks loose. And it's just the most stressful thing in the world because they want dinner the second they walk home from school. They get in like 4.15. They want dinner. Um, so if I am prepared and I have everything ready to go, I just have to heat it up or I just have to quickly assemble it. Or maybe there's a DIY component where everyone gets to build their own burrito or build their own taco bowl. Um, that makes it even more fun and interactive. But if I just have that preparation, I feel like the most amazing mom in the world. My kids are happy. The week is calmer. It's, it, I'm able to work throughout the day and not figure out what's for dinner. Am I going to go to the grocery store? Let me start making a menu. Let me start cooking. No, it's like, okay, I know that tonight is going to be the burgers with the sauce that I already have. I just have to grill the burgers that I already formed. It'll take me three seconds. Boom, boom, boom. Kids, here you go. So it's like, it's just a way to make your life easier. And it's kind of like a workout where like, you just have to motivate yourself to do it at the start of the week. Or even if you're not baking out a full meal prep at the start of the week, just shopping for what you need at the start of the week, mapping out what you're going to be making throughout the week, just so you have at least a game plan and you know what's coming so you're not scrambling. You'll have the most productive week. What's up, guys? Hey, yeah, I bet you you're scrolling on one of your apps. It's probably Candy Crush if you're anything like me. Well, guess what? Candy Crush is not going to help you pass the test, but our app at Study Notes AVA will help you pass the test and you can be scrolling through over 3,000 test questions to test your fluency on the material that you need to know to pass your exam. It is so fun. You're going to earn 90s badges of all the cool shit like boom boxes and troll dolls and lava lamps. There's so many fun badges. We're always updating it, keeping it fresh AF for you. I think one of the coolest features of our app is that every Tuesday night, 
And Saturday morning, you get to join a live free study group hosted by a board-certified behavior analyst. And you get to meet other people that are in the same shoes as you studying for your test and talk this shit out. You can join right from the app. It's super easy. The Zoom is right there for you. What are you waiting for? So if you have an Apple, go to your Apple store and get the Snaba app. If you have an Android, guess what? We're there now too. We do not discriminate. And you can head over to your Google Play and get the Snaba app there. Sign up. We have lots of different options from monthly subscriptions to lifetime subscriptions. It is going to be the best thing you've ever downloaded on your phone. So head over to where you get your app so you can app out with your Sacco. So I have two things. Right now, if anyone's studying this, she just gave the most best example of a self-management. The two responses we talk about is the controlling response, right? What are you doing to get to the controlled response? So all these things she just said, the prepping, the shopping, you know, making things ahead of time, that is the controlling response when we talk about self-management to result in her having food on the table for her kids before they lose their shit, right? That's what she, that's her goal. That's what she wants to achieve. And so those are perfect examples. And antecedently, antecedently to avoid, like, she's, her kids probably get annoying, right? When they're like that. So she's like, let me yeah. go ahead and avoid this from the get go. So those are all, that's a great way to study. Nice work, yeah. Case. And weeks exactly. when I don't do it, I am a miserable human. I am punished. My kids, yeah, I literally am scrambling. I am unproductive. I'm a hot mess. And if you guys follow me on Instagram, like you saw my to do list yesterday, it was a wild to do list. I didn't have dinner ready. Somehow I was able to bang out the chicken and spaghetti bake from my book only because my kids, at that one. it's my favorite recipe. If you're going to try one thing from the book, try that recipe, the one pot chicken and spaghetti bake. Um, Wait, is that the one that's like sesame yes, noodle chicken bake? Sesame noodle chicken bake. Sorry. One pot sesame noodle chicken bake. That's what I I've been it. obsessed with anything noodle, so good. like peanut sauce or like um, – she said peanut, by the way. Peanut. She literally <laughs> said peanut sauce, and she meant peanut. But the other thing I was going to say that I love, so I know that Liat and Dini both have kids, and um, I don't. It's just me and my husband, and it's so hard to cook for two people. Now, I am someone who, you know, I don't like eating the same thing every single day. So I was stuck in this rut where I'd make, like, one big, like, lasagna or one big soup. Right. And that shit is still living in my freezer that I think I'm going to pull out. I'm not going to eat it. So like I've learned that about myself. But this one each week makes four dinners for four people. But what that for me, my husband has meant is that we have dinner and then we have lunch the next day. I am totally cool eating leftover dinner for lunch. And so is he. I don't have to prep him sandwiches and waste all this lunch meat that we throw away or like it just rolls right into the next day. And it's so easy. And the thing that I love the best is that I'm very like type A, like I need a list. I need to know what it's going in, how much of what. And that's what the book is. Like it takes you from the prep of everything you need. And then it also numbers it in what like prep that you're actually, to what, what? Yeah, yeah. Like, corresponds. And then anything that's a rally, there's an R next to it. That means, hey, you're not actually doing this on Sunday, but you're going to use it during the week to rally your meals. Yes. And everything is so simple. Like there's not one it. recipe that I was like, 
oh no, like my husband can do these, which is saying a lot. Honestly, that was <laughs> I. That was my intention. I wanted to be stupid easy enough that even oh, my no. husband can do it. Or if I'm out of town, he could at least like assemble the stuff and put it all together. I wanted it to be very easy. I wanted it to all be very kid friendly food, things that are somewhat familiar for your kids, because I didn't want anyone to be like, oh, my kid won't eat that. Or like, they're too picky. I don't like this. Or I want everything to be, you know, over friendly, like really family friendly food um, and really easily customizable as well. So at the start of each meal plan, I show you how to make it gluten free, dairy free. Um, if you want to lighten things up, if you're eating a little bit lighter, maybe you don't want to have the chili in a bun. Maybe you want to have the chili in a taco for your kid and you want to have it in, you know, over some quinoa or over a bed of lettuce or in some lettuce cups, let's say. So there's always a modification to really make it work for everyone. You thought again, of everything. You thought of literally everything. Notes and swaps. Prep smart. Prep it more kid-friendly. Yes. Prep it gluten-free. Lighten it up. Prep it vegetarian. Cooking tools and equipment needed. Like you literally. It's so technological. Oh, I'm so happy. There's tons of footnotes also that even show you yep. more ways to like serve this differently. If you're already making this sauce, you can also make this for lunch, right? So I wanted to give you options. And the goal of the book was really to serve as a guide to help you get started on this path. So you start thinking creatively, using up leftover things, uh, batch prepping items so that you could find two purposes for it. So you're shopping once and cooking once um, and eating all week long. And just for you to really learn how to do it, not necessarily give you a, a specific set of recipes, but really teach you the art of creating menus like this so that you could do it for yourself moving forward. And there's a really fun section in the back, the uh, the repurposing your leftovers section. That's I my, love that. I, I have that tabbed. It's my favorite. And I want to make t-shirts out of it. I'm hoping that'll happen soon. Wait, um, that is a great idea because when I saw this a minute ago, that's literally, look, I have a tab. It's my and favorite. It's a really cute picture of you. Whoever took your pictures, <sighs> I mean, you, you are really hot in general. But You're so sweet. Like, Thank you. Your pics. Like if they could help me out a little bit. Honestly, I had a whole team. I went all out. I wanted the book. Like you really have one shot at doing things right. And I had such a vision for this my entire life that I was going to do it the right way. I hired a stylist. We rented an amazing house because we were renting a place at the time. Um, and I hired the best of the best photographers because I really wanted the vision to come to life exactly the way I imagined it. And again, like I said, I have an art background, so I really knew what I wanted like aesthetically um, yeah and we poured I mean, it into pictures are pages. gorgeous they it makes you, you want to cook the food when you see oh. them. like it's like am i gonna be this hot if i cook the food <laughs> yes you will <laughs> yes you will and honestly the biggest goal was to get into anthropology because they're very particular about like the pretty books they take and they bought the book which is so exciting that's huge to be an yeah. anthro so just that alone was like you see mike i told my husband i was like you see it was worth doing all of that and getting the best photographer because this stuff isn't cheap right but you do it because you have a vision and you want to see it through and you don't you don't cut corners. I really wanted to do it right. Uh, but this page I'm so obsessed with. It's like the start of Wait, what this. What page is that? I'm like, oh my God, it's, it's so good. 239. Oh, okay. I was all the way in the back. It's okay. the leftover remix section. So essentially the book starts with the 10 brand new meal plans at the beginning of the book. And then it goes into this whole leftover oh, yeah. section. And it's really meant to inspire if you have any leftovers in your fridge mm -hmm. or you're trying to think of, okay, I already want to make rice for this dish on Monday. What else can I do with it on Wednesday when I have a little bit left over? Okay, I could cook it in a casserole. I could stir it in an egg. I could cook it in a waffle maker. Uh, maybe I'll fold it up into quesadilla. There's like lots of different techniques and methods to- You're really into egg rolls. Like the, I to use love egg rolls. That's so funny. It, no, but it's amazing because I never thought to use that. Okay, they seem like they're so complicated. Once you know how to roll them, it literally takes me three seconds to roll each one. 
and I don't fry them. I bake them. So you buy them, you keep them in the freezer. So you always have them on hand. If you That's have one of your like have to have on hand. I, I yes. bought that. After it's one of my favorite my things, especially because kids love it because it's handheld. It's crispy, crunchy, and you could stuff it with anything you have left over, whether it's roasted vegetables, the cheese, or you could put, you know, like shredded chicken with broccoli and dunk it into a ranch sauce, which I have in the cookbook. You could stuff shredded brisket or Wagyu, whatever you want in there and dunk it in like an Asian Oh my God, do I say it wrong? How are you supposed stuff? to pronounce that? Wagyu? How are you supposed to pronounce you it? Wagyu? 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 Right. Wagyu. 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 I no, said you, Wagyu. you say it right. You're, you're the chef. Wagyu. I have no idea. I don't yeah, know. Could... I'm also weird. <laughs> Wagyu. No, you, you probably say it right. I Wagyu. probably have no idea. I just You're also like, Texas. Oh, wait, I, I have a quick question, side, complete side note, but okay, I'm probably going to pronounce it wrong, but shashuka? Oh, shakshuka. Shakshuka. Okay, so okay. I've always seen it made with tomatoes, and I hate tomatoes. And I was looking at your recipe, and you make it with red peppers? So there's red peppers in it. There's also tomato sauce in it. But if you wanted to do it with just peppers no, and do well, it like I a like, roasted red pepper well, I sauce. Love, I like tomato sauce. I just don't oh. like um, – Pieces like, of tomatoes? Like, yeah, pieces of Yeah. Tomatoes. No, I do it with pureed, like, crushed okay. tomatoes. And like, a lot of sauteed – Yes, peppers and onions. You throw eggs in there. And then I even um, – do some nice lemon zest on it. And you top it with a really yummy, like green tahini sauce. It's so delicious. My kids love shakshuka. And again, it's like a one pot meal because you have really everything in there and you could serve it with bread for dunking, side salad if you want. It's so yummy. It's super good. Okay, so I, 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 I have a game I want to play. I, I made up this game right now. Casey Ooh. knows that like I make up games and make her play. This game goes like it. this because I literally, this just shows how not cooking creative I am. So, like, on this essential repurposing methods page, also, I'm very artsy. So, like, aesthetically, I do really love the way it looks with the little icons. I love it. Um, Tell me what page you're on. Okay. 239. 239. I'm going to say one of the repurposing things, and you give me an example of something you would think to put in there. Okay? So, like, stir in an egg. Like, what is something that you would stir in an egg for? Me? Can I answer? Ooh, no. go, go, go. And then you answer. Right, okay. If I were to stir in an egg, it would definitely be like noodles. If I had like any type of like stock noodles and I would just like whisk in an egg to cook it like a scrambled Ooh. egg. Like, like an Asian dish. Love that. You went a totally different direction than I would have gone. Oh, see, I, I like that. Okay. You're creative. <laughs> I would do like if I have any roasted vegetable, I would just like finely chop it up and whisk it into like a frittata or an omelet or little egg cups, egg bites for breakfast if you want to portion them out. Um, it's a really great way to do that. Just make an omelet or you can even put like an omelet in a tortilla, like a charred tortilla. I love how we went total. So you did like so different. into the egg and I did put the egg into something. But you see, there are so many different ways that you could do it. You just got to start and thinking. I literally was like, I don't know, maybe I'd put like a bowl of cereal with egg in it. <laughs> Morningstar like, Farm, <laughs> egg, Morningstar Farm. <laughs> All right. Okay. Works. Whatever works. Also, Casey and I did one of the weeks cooking together, which we could talk about after. Oh, I love it. I want to know which one. Fun. Okay, but you have to wait for the surprise. Okay. Okay, So next is fry up fritters. Ooh, good one. I would either do like rice, where you just quinoa, like quinoa, exactly quinoa egg. You could even put some chopped vegetables in there. Also, whether you have like fresh shredded carrots or some leftover roasted vegetables from the week. Chop it all up. I love using one of those salad choppers. Mm-hmm. I have one of those because you just put everything in a bowl and you just chop, 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 chop until it's like finely chopped and cohesive. Throw an egg and be a little bit of flour to bind it, some seasoning, and boom, you just fry them up. They're so yum. Okay. Now, this one, I have no idea. 
Simmer some porridge. So that also you could do with like a leftover grain, right? So you could add some like milk, add some, you know, chopped fresh strawberries or frozen strawberries, or I do frozen blueberries sometimes to make it like a purple porridge or a purple like oatmeal. My kids think that's like really cool. Um, yeah, you could totally like simmer some porridge with any kind of leftover grain you have on hand, or maybe you have like some leftover fruit that's hanging out in your, you know, your fruit bin that's about to go bad. And it's like, okay, because you kind of make like a compote and add some, right, like oats to it if you want, or really any grain that you want to use up. Love it. Okay. Now, last one that I'm going to choose. Dun, 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 dun. And Casey, did you have any for the porridge one, by the way? No. I was going to say, like, I was thinking for some reason sweet potatoes. Like Goldilocks and the Three Bears? I was thinking more like, um, like, I was going more savory. Like well, that's what I was going to say. You can also do a savory porridge for dinner, which is so delicious. Like you could either do like a, a savory rice kind of porridge and you could put like a craft egg, like a goozy egg in it, some scallions, some soy sauce, kind of go Asian-y route. It's almost like a grits or a polenta type of thing, yeah. right? You guys do that in Texas, don't you? Yeah. No, they do have it at places. I mean, grits. I mean, I know you guys yeah. are both. I don't know if you're kosher too, but I was thinking like a, like a sausage belly. Like literally, she eats is pork belly <laughs> and like shrimp Sausage, and like oysters. <sighs> like I was like, dude, if I came to your house, there's literally I don't even nothing think, I could eat. Like I don't even think she'd have like an apple. Like she eats like BYO Morning Star when you go to her house. That's no, it. literally. Like I'm like I, I like even though when something's not kosher, it's not kosher. But like. Somehow in my head, like, I have, like, levels, you know? I'd be like, oh, this is this place just seems, like, really – Like, Casey's, I don't even think I could, like – Like, no. the plates have, like – Just oh, inhaling your trafe. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so the last one is roll it into an egg roll. And I thought of one for this one. And then Ooh. it was kind of a joke, and it made me, like, want to puke. It was kind of like <laughs> – Oh, God. Because my sister always makes this joke. She's, like – We have this one family friend who's, like, he's, like – this like Israeli like chef like uh, amazing stuff he makes, but she always like likes to make him feel bad for her. So she's always talking about like repurposing her cholent. If anyone doesn't oh, know, this is. <laughs> don't even. Oh, and so no. she's always okay. okay. I'm all about. Can you explain? There is never explain what a cholent is to everyone listening because okay. the majority well, of people are not going to know. What let's this start is. with this. There's never a repurpose for cholent. I'm all Except about saving your dog. money, repurposing my dog. Give it to the dogs. I used to have a roommate in college who would bring her mom's like leftovers home. And on a Tuesday night, heat it up in the microwave. I literally wanted to die. I couldn't. Oh, my God. I can't. I but can you not. say what it is? Can you tell people yes. what the okay. is that I'm talking it's about? It's a very what traditional Ashkenaz Jewish um, stew of sorts with mostly potato, beans, barley, and like a short rib type of meat that you cook in a slow cooker all night starting on Friday and you eat it on Saturday, my kids start eating it at breakfast time and then they eat it for lunch. And then by the end of the day, you can't smell it anymore because you just, you just can't, <laughs> you just don't want to smell it by the end of the day and it all sticks to the like crock pot. And it's just a little bit of a mess, but it's delicious. And the kids are obsessed with it. And I even love it until it gets to be like 11, 12 o'clock. And then I'm done. We're done. Right. It's just like the smell of it just kind of lingers all day. Yeah, I, I, think- I can't. 
it yeah. makes me feel like I don't like it's Joanna heavy. It's a little heavy and intense. Really, too. But then yeah. that was my funny joke in my head. I was like, because my sister does this thing, and the guy's like, this is disgusting that you really do this, you know? And this she's close. like, yeah, no, I like blend it up after Shabbat mm. and like no, I'll put it on like sandwiches for my kids. Like, with hey, is she really or this is a joke? <laughs> my sister's I, like full of shit. Yeah, no, but it's like just like a lot of this person. Oh. But anyways, and then my head was like, oh, what if you like, ground up cholin and put it into an egg roll oh and I was like, gag <laughs> i am going to literally throw up after this i know literally don't I, do that don't I, think that, I think my favorite one and that i do all the time is with any honestly i don't i think have not found really any leftover that i can't turn into a quesadilla i love that i yes. love quesadillas totally like, any roasted easy. vegetable you could do chicken and mm-hmm. meat, whatever roll it all up i totally agree with that which is why tortillas like you'll see um, also, in the beginning of this leftovers guide, there's a whole big picture of basically like all carby things because these are all great ways to use up yes. leftovers. Like put it in a pie shell. Here's pie like dough, the right? Vessel. Puff pastry, exactly. You just need some fun way to get it in, especially for kids. A pita, maybe you're making like arayas, right? Where you like put meat in the pitas, making little sandwiches. Oh, I love those. Mm-hmm. Those are so good, right? Um, tortillas are an amazing one because you could always make. A taquito. Taquitos are so yummy, right? Like a flauta where you like roll up chicken in it and mm. fry the tortilla like a little cylinder. So yummy. Oh, I didn't think that's what you're talking about at 7-Eleven, right? Isn't that what I've seen rolling there before? <laughs> oh, toast. Don't they call those tostitos? Taquita? Taquito. Taquitos. Do they call them taquitos? Yeah, I think. I'm sorry. It's all coming back to this. I was right. Alan said taquitos. They're called taquitos. And they're also called, I think in Mexico, they call them flautas. Flautas. In in the book, I call them flautas. But yeah, they go by either name. Um, But you can set them with chicken, with meat, really anything. And they have just a good crunch to them. And that's a great way to get kids to eat. It's like add some great texture. Add crunch. Add some crunchy crunch, right? Which is why kids love cheese because it gets crispy, crunchy. My go-to, like whenever I need a quick and easy lunch, I'll take any leftover roasted vegetable in the fridge, which there always are plenty. And I just melt sauce and cheese. And I throw it in the air fryer for a couple minutes. It's like my favorite quick and easy lunch when I just don't have time. Wait, what did you say? You take the roasted veggies? Sauce, cheese on top. I usually put it on a piece of tinfoil. Like this is... (laughs) Like it's essentially like a pizza. They're just like us, right? I literally take uh, tinfoil, roasted veggies on top that's already cooked, some marinara sauce, some cheese. I throw it in the air fryer and I just like cook it for a couple minutes. And that's like a part of my lunch. I'm usually hungry this a little bit. Is like, you see, hungry. this to you, this to you sounds like so easy. Like, yeah, like, duh. But you some know? people wouldn't think to but do But it, it shows that it's like, it's really like, you know, with certain like, our brains are all so different. Like totally. I feel like I'm creative in so many other ways, but when it comes to food, it's like my my brain just doesn't work. But that's the okay. thing. Not everyone's a food person, which is why this that's book why is you- meant to be the guide. Like I want you to always be able to look at that remix, leftover remix page and learn, okay, maybe I could make it into a waffle. Maybe I could wrap it into a burrito, right? And then the page before that on page 236 is a whole section um, on the leftovers guide here where it's, have this make that so like if yeah. you have some leftover chicken there's like 20 different things that you could make with leftover chicken a chicken pizza chicken pasta tacos chicken flauta stir fry pulled barbecue chicken sliders or tacos chicken and rice bake on page 244 so it's really meant to guide you so that you're never in a rut it's meant to give you some different ideas on what you could throw together easily what you can meal prep what you can do to use your leftovers staple dessert recipes at the end that 
are like healthy-ish, things that you want to keep on your counter all week long to just grab and go for breakfast or prep in bulk and store in your freezer for last minute guests. Um, that's really what it's about. And just keeping things simple. And that's the thing is I used to like batch cook chicken and then whatever, you know, I just, I didn't know what to like really like do with it. And like this week alone, I did chicken on Sunday and I had so far, it's only what Tuesday I've had a chicken, you know, in like broccoli bowl with some mm-hmm. rice. And then I made chicken salad sandwich for lunch out of the, the next you. day. Yes. And amazing. then last night I turned it into, I had some like, um, like ramen and I just like put up, cut up the chicken and put it in ramen and broth with some like I scallions mean, and carrots. Yeah. It's like a hot pot. Like, yeah. I was like, I just made with three, with one batch of chicken thighs, I just made three meals. You see, okay, you're saving money. You shop once yes, for it. And you I get only got one. Them. That is amazing. And that is what the book is meant to inspire because not everyone can do that and think like that and get creative because it is an art. It's an art form. It's like, how do you repurpose something? It's almost like you go in your closet and there's so much clothing, you're overwhelmed, right? When you go in your fridge, there's so much there, but like, what the heck do I do with any of it? I don't know how to make an outfit out of this. I right? have the most, like, thank God. I always say, like, thank God my fridge is always full. But it's like, never. It, it's like, feeding you. Yeah. Right. It's like your outfit. You could have a ton of clothing, but never be able to make an outfit because there's like overwhelm. There's too much. You don't know what to do with it. You need like the formula to get your creative juices flowing. Right. Which is why I say when you're on vacation and you only have a few items of clothing, you get more creative with how you mix and match them because all you have. Right. So it's like, Oh, I wouldn't have thought to put that dress with that sweater, but like seeing it together. Cause that's all I have here. Like that made you think of it. Right. So it's very similar, which is why fashion and food are so connected. It's all art. It's all the same side of the brain. Oh, my God. Is yeah, that the one that you prepped? Yeah, we did this one. I love that meatloaf. Yeah, so me it's getting too. nicer here in New Hampshire. So I was like, let's do one. the sun's out. Yes, sun's out, buns out, baby. I love it. <laughs> and by the way, one. guys, you, I, I, everyone listening, I mean, if you have used any of our products at Study Notes ABA and – and please tell me that you guys are always reading every product description we have on our site because the amount of like thought and effort that goes into naming each product and the copy underneath it is a lot of work. And all your naming of your different things, I love it. So I have to tell you that like I I see you and yes. I know that like when you think of one like that, you're like, yes, yes. I got right? it. I'm telling you, that was all my editor's idea. It was going to be chapter one, chapter two, meal prep three, meal prep four. And we're like, let's just have fun with this, right? Like, let's call it something fun. Turnip the heat, right? Because we're yes. doing turnips in that one. Like, so yeah, it. we have fun with those. I love okay, that. so suns out, buns out, guys. So if you're wondering what Casey and I did on Zoom or FaceTime with each other, we so how it worked is you you go through and you prep. Okay, that's why it's called prep and rally. So telling you what to prep. So. Oh, and those balsamic jammy onions. Mm, so good. I don't even like onions and I love them. Because they're sweet. They're like sugary and delicious. And they're, they're so good. Soft. So oh. good. You and just to, like have in your fridge, like put on stuff. Yeah. You could even freeze them in like little ice cube trays if you wanted to. So you have oh, them for like an omelet them. one day. Yeah. yeah. Jeez, Can you do so that good. with like vinegared? No, vinegar mm-hmm. wouldn't freeze, would it? Could you do it with vinegared onions? What do you mean? Or is that weird? Onion? Like um, pickled like, you onions? You know when you like put like red onions chopped in like vinegar to like- Like a pickled onion. So the yeah. texture would probably get a little bit weird. It probably wouldn't oh, have yeah. like a crunch, but the cooked oh, ones- Oh, because these are like jam- Like the, okay. They're cooked and like softened. So they're already soft in texture. And if okay, anyone so- is out there, again, what my husband said when we started this is this is an absolute 
high probability request sequence. This is high P, high P, high P. All of the like prep is going to be like those easy, fun things that you take an hour on Sunday to do to then, oh, okay, it's the weeknight and we need to cook dinner. Guess what? No one really wants to do that when you're busy AF. Mm -hmm. So you've, you've already created this behavior momentum for yourself. And now it's easy. It takes all the hard work out of it. And it actually makes it more fun because I know that when I'm forced to like come up with something, by the time I've decided what I'm I mean, it's cook, like, I like cooking better when I have a sous chef, like chopping my ingredients. So it's essentially mm -hmm. like all those things are there for you. And now I just put it together. Exactly. Totally. And there's tons of shortcuts that I give you throughout as well. Like awesome. if you don't want to cook the chicken, buy rotisserie this week. If you don't want to make ranch, buy the ranch this week. There's shortcuts that you could make to always make and sure you're you don't to get put ingredients that like require you to like travel to India or something. Exactly. That was also a big thing. Like there were sometimes I wanted to use teriyaki or like, but, but I wanted it to be very universal that anybody can find these staple, simple ingredients. If you want to cheat and use like a cream of mushroom soup in the tuna casserole, go for it. But I'm going to show you how to make it homemade quickly and easily. So if you're in Africa, wherever you are, you can't get cream to make a cream mushroom soup, right? Mushroom soup, yeah. You could do that. So that was also that a big, really big like. part of it. Okay. So just so you know, so what we did first, we did the balsamic jammy onions. That had a total of five ingredients, including one of them being salt. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> then the second thing you prep is quinoa. And I never know if I say that right because my quinoa. parents are South African. Quinoa. My mom says quinoa. Quinoa. So I didn't know. Okay. What, how do you say it? Quinoa. You say quinoa. I say quinoa. I say quinoa. Quinoa. Tomato, 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 tomato. It's like a little okay, tiny so circle. Then you make that. That has three ingredients. Okay, three of the ingredients being quinoa, however, you say water, it. water, and salt. <laughs> okay. That's Alan the next says thing you quinoa. Make. No, you do not. Quinoa, Alan. Quinoa. Alan no, that's just wrong. Quinoa. No, that's that, that's wrong. Sorry. Yes, he queen. says yes, quinoa. Yes, queen. <laughs> Asparagus again. A three-ingredient thing. So, like, you could be making all these next, like, at the same time. Like, it's, like, easy. Okay. So, the asparagus, also three ingredients. Asparagus, olive oil. Oh, salt and pepper on one line. So, technically kind of four ingredients, but you get what I mean. <laughs> I think those are considered staples. <laughs> okay. Then corn. Corn husk, two tablespoons light, olive oil, kosher salt. So, you're making all these things. Okay. Now, you've got that going. This is slightly more steps, but like you got all those little things ready that you've like those made, are like, going to be part of your five meal. things. What? That's five already. Yeah. Yes. Like you've already made five things. You're already winning the week. Mm -hmm. Then yes. the meatloaf. This is a winner. The meatloaf oh, in this so book. Good. So good. Ugh, I loved it when it, we had like the meatloaf on um, the sandwiches. It's so yummy. And it's even a great like if anyone – With the jammy Passover, onions. Yeah. Passover recipe. This is a great one. Just add like Passover breadcrumbs to the mix, but the jammy onions are great. Quinoa you could have on Passover. Like I've done it for Passover demos before and it is so good. Oh, that is- serve it as like a first course if you wanna make it fancy, make it an individual little like burgers if you want, make it in a full meatloaf, totally do what works oh. for you. Wait, that is- Okay, that's a really side good note, idea. I also wanna talk about real, it's gonna take two seconds, how the grocery list is organized. When you go in and I, always my grocery list before would be like, all, all over, over the place. Over so you're going store. to the, the produce and then you're going to oh. get your- And then I forgot the sour stuff. cream when I left the produce and now I'm in the veggies and I have to go yeah. back because I forgot that. It's organized by produce, pantry, protein, dairy, and eggs. So it's literally, you go right to that section and you check off everything that you need. 
What I used to do as a private chef, I knew my fairway market when I was living in New York that I would literally make my grocery list and order. Like I knew in my head where exact everything was. So I would literally map it out so I could be in and out of that grocery store in under like 20 minutes. Fairway in New York is like, I don't know if I'm thinking like on the east side, like my my sister was, it was like so stressful, like going in there, like it's like crammed and like, yes, the line goes really fast, but it's like really long. And it's It's a massive place and there's a million people there. And I'm telling you, I lived there. I was there every single day, rain or shine. Then I had to wait outside for like cabs to get to clients' houses, up and down, elevators, stairs, like humble beginnings. <laughs> Look at you now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> done with this. Yes. Done with the private chefing. It was great, but my God. Well, Ain't clearly easy. we cannot say enough good things about this. Well, I, no, I just, I'm sorry. Let me finish. I'm almost done. Okay. So then you prepare the meatloaf, not difficult. Then crispy chicken katsu. Oh, okay. That's that cool, right? Citrus butter bass. And then a honey mustard sauce, okay? So all those things, now that's all stuff you've prepped, okay? Now when you get to the rally part, you're using all those different things you made together in the meal. So like one of them is like the citrus butter bass with quinoa, and this one was really good, and street corn. So then you're using the the bass you made, the quinoa, the corn. That's all going together. And then like there adds a few extra things like cilantro, lime you know things cool. like that, that make it very already, easy yeah the fish is already prepped from your sunday meal prep so you're just cooking it fresh of course if you wanted to cook it on sunday you can but the beauty of this is that you can have a perfectly quote unquote like fresh meal that's you know that's freshly cooked by just already having it marinating or just sitting ready to cook so you can just pull it out for carpool okay and i recommend everyone make the meatloaves um sandwich with the honey mustard mm. dressing that you make and pickles and that you should put the jammy onions on it. Oh, so good. I'm I need cra- lunch. I, I think I need to make that for dinner because now I'm literally salivating. <laughs> I that cannot wait so to good. go to the grocery store, to be honest with you. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, guys, I love you. And I'm so happy yes. that you love the book. That really makes me so happy. And that's what I wanted. Like, I just wanted people to fall in love with the recipes and really get inspired, right? And really want to spend time in the kitchen but want to also get out of the kitchen as quickly as possible, right? By using your creativity. You want that to be a fun place. Food is also community. It's where you come together. It's the time you get to spend with your family. And if you're stressed and like not not in a good mood before you sit down, then it's not good. And that's also why giving the tools rather than a set of recipes that you should have to like follow so strictly, instead giving tools to be able to learn to cook on your own. Like, okay, I just made that asparagus. It was just olive oil, salt, and pepper. I could do that on my own. Maybe I could do that broccoli now, right? So giving you the confidence, like, hey, I can do this. I've just done it now a couple times. Now I'm going to take it on my own and switch it up and make it my own way, right? So you're not following a recipe to a T and you're doing it your own way and making it more enjoyable. You're actually doing an amazing generalization strategy of just teaching loosely where you're now able to generalize to, you know, different stimuli in your environment, which would be different types of food, but doing it kind of the same way. Um, maybe different places for different people. She's um, saying that for the students. You don't have yeah, to have any idea what she's it. talking about. Yeah, but it's great. The book is the book is really great at generalization. It's not just a recipe book. It's not just oh, I'm making this citrus butter bass. Okay, great. But now what do, have, do I do for the rest of the week? Right? right. And what are all these things that I bought that I'm never going to use again and I'm going to throw out? Because that's what happens when you just make 
when you cook for one recipe and you buy all the stuff, but you don't know how to use the rest, it's all gone. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So if any of you guys like myself, who just sent my <laughs> my child's birthday party thing as a text four days before his birthday, and it's like, I'm, I think I'm going to throw something together. And then I had, then <laughs> I was like, okay, I'll make an invite. And I had the wrong date on it. And everyone like in this thread is like, Liat. Nice try. Yeah, just like <laughs> quit while you're ahead. And I was like, guys, I'm just surviving here. And so if any of you guys are surviving. Survival mode. Like this is something that you, like one thing that you could do to make your life easier. And I'm telling you if I could do it, which like anything kitchen related, anything having to do with like, <laughs> you guys know my fingers and my hands in the kitchen is a no. Like I really recommend no this. And you guys, you could get it on Amazon. Not to brag, but I got it in real life. <laughs> I are there, but you guys could get it on Amazon, Prep and Rally, or on Anthro. Isn't everyone's dream to be an Anthro? Actually, just side note, my like when I was younger, I was like, my dream is to have a book at Urban Outfitters. Oh, which, really? By the way, they're owned by the same thing. And it was like, I want to make a coffee table book. And it, I, I had so many different ideas. One was like a dictionary, and it was like inappropriate thing of dicks. And then another <laughs> one was like, like I'm always like Why creeped out by you were, the second you said dictionary, the way you said it, I was like, I know she's like, going there. Why dictionary, yeah. And then it was like, oh, I'm gonna make one of like creepy motels in America. Like I'm always like fascinated by like the ones that like you passed. And I was like, like that's like an urban kind of thing to say. Yeah, it's kind of so, funny, true. Right, Those creepy motels. Like, who stays there? No, right. I. I didn't do it, but you did it. So I'm here Aww. living vicariously through you. So you. thank you. Thank Thanks you so, so, so me. much for coming on. You guys tag us and Dini at Prep and Rally when you guys prep the food. Maybe one night we could do like a behavior bitches um, get together with you, any of you guys who like want to do the cooking with us. We'll also, I, so I like doing cute. things better when I have an audience. Honestly, that's how I got started. I would go live on Instagram. We'd prep live together for an hour on Sunday when I first started this whole subscription service, like years ago. That's how it all got started. We'd do it together in real time, get through it together, kind of like a workout, and then we'd have food for the week. That's was how this during COVID? No, way before. This was like seven years ago, six years ago. It was like when Instagram okay. Live like, like first became a thing, I feel like. I was a pioneer, except I stopped yes. doing it because it got too hectic. Once he moved to LA and most of my followers were on the East Coast, going live at 5 p.m. here was so hard, but we did it for a little. I'd send my kids out to the park, but then it got <laughs> dark late. So it was tricky. So Wait, were- so speaking of that, can you just also, before like we wrap up here, also talk about your website? Like what could oh, be yeah. found so there? Yeah, so com. Um, is really how the whole thing got started. And that's essentially what the cookbook is, but you have access. If you're an annual member, every single week you get a new meal plan that takes you through a similar meal plan to the cookbook, except the cookbook obviously is all new ones. Um, and as an annual member, you get access to archives. So you have the past year's worth of meal plans and individual recipes as well. So if you just want to make the meatloaf or you just want to make the broccoli, you could have individual recipes too. So lots of good stuff on there as well. So that helps with decision fatigue. Like my mom always says, like, just tell me what to make. And like, she lets us rest her out. Okay. So totally try it out. out. You will love it. And there's a free month. If you do the the monthly plan, you could try it out free for the month with code count me in. So you get a month free on the subscription service on prepandrally.com. Perfect. We will put all this in the show notes where you could find Dini, where you could find the book. And the code so that you can get a month free. 
Awesome. So thanks so much thank for you guys. coming on. Yes. So Sweet, fun. Thank you. So fun. All right. You guys go check out Deanie's stuff. You know where you could find us. You could find us on Instagram at Behavior Bitches Podcast, on Facebook at Behavior Bitches Podcast, on our website, behaviorbitches.com. If there's a topic you want us to cover or you want to be the guest or you know a guest who's amazing, we're always looking for cool people. That's what we love about doing this is meeting all the cool people we do. Totally. So go ahead, leave us a five-star review in the Apple Store. Please don't make me have to sound so desperate anymore. Go leave the review or none at all. And that's all we have for you today. As always, love ya. Mean it. Hey guys, it's Liat and Casey. We just want to take a second to let you know that if you're thinking of being a millennial like us and starting your own podcast, there is a way. You can do your show without having to become an audio editing and production wizard because guess what? We don't know shit with that. But we have Alan at Pretty Easy Podcast who helped us get started. He records our shows. He posts them. He adds awesome, awesome music and cool shit when we don't even know what he's doing. He sends us teaser episodes. He does it all. We just sit here and friggin' talk. We shoot the shit and you can record from home, your office, the park, a bathroom stall at work. It doesn't matter. He provides the complete podcast studio. All you need is a microphone and you're good. Alan caters to your schedule and gives you a producer for your show at your beck and call. He has been super flexible with our schedule. Whenever we need super. him, we go to Google Calendar. We just book him and he does all the hard work. It's like so incredibly easy. That's why it's probably called Pretty Easy Podcast. So be heard and have some fun podcasting like us. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com today. 